2006, I actually got really into NASCAR. I remember watching the 2005 Daytona 500. That was my first race that I watched in NASCAR, and since then I was I was hooked. This is Andre Castro, driver of the number 34, Chicago Medicine, University of Chicago Chevrolet for Jesse Uji Motorsports. You're on the road with Dane on WGN. 720 WGN high atop Chicago skyline studio. And when it comes to that American story, you know, they say there's there's nothing more American, more all-American, right, than NASCAR. And then that aspirational story of America, the melting pot, the opportunities and all that. And Andre Castro, driver of the number 34 Chevrolet for Jesse Awuji Motorsports, is living every bit of that. And then you add in a little dash, maybe a big dash of chicago street cred and uh, and background on the education side and you have sort of that full circle example of awesomeness and he is on the line with us right now the one and only andre castro andre welcome to wgn thank you thank you so much yes uh chicago street circuit race was was uh <laughs> pretty insane it's still kind of sinking in for me uh just my first xfinity race with emmett smith on site with jesse with matt castro and everybody on the team just being so supportive and then also all the University of Chicago people that were on hand to support me on social media and everything. It was amazing. Yeah, no pressure, right? I mean, <laughs> so when you, you think yeah. of all of this, I want to say riding all on you. I mean, it was going to be a great event no matter what, and Chicago was front and center. But with all of that great team, all that great support, and making that case for all the things on the opportunity side, the diversity side, representing your university, and then kind of just representing what can be done and what is possible and achievable on the simulator side, e-racing style, there was a lot of pressure, right? And we were in the in the elevator going up to do that interview with uh with emmett and jesse after you had qualified for the race so a little bit of that we're going to get into the whole story and how you got here but i gotta hear it was it just relief was it was it excitement was it just okay gosh because you know your qualifying was a very you know a small but very very significant part of the weekend yeah it was definitely uh mostly relief you know coming up to this race i knew that i was a relative unknown so most people might not I predicted I was going to qualify my way in, especially, you know, I was reading Twitter and a lot of people were like, Jesse Uji Motorsports, are they, are they done? Are they coming back? So, you know, to have the team come back and to have me running my first race, I'm, I'm not sure if many people had us on the radar, but uh, it was it was actually a bit less pressure just because of that. You know, in the industry, there wasn't too much expected from me, but um, but I, I believed in myself. I believed that the car was going to be good and that we could lock ourselves in based on the, the sim performance that we had. Uh, and so, you know, I... I was cautiously optimistic. I, I thought we could qualify our way in. So when, when I got a good enough lap, yeah, it was with it, they brought me in, just not risking the car or anything like that. Um, and then the only it was it was a relief when the session was over for sure. And then and then we got to thinking like, okay, how can we how can we move up for the race? And also like if we had done a couple more laps, maybe we could have been even higher on the grid. But you know, I, I said going in that my main goal was to qualify for the race. So that because we achieved that, you know, then we, we decided to save the car and everything. You know, it was it was a big relief, big big relief because I'd been doing a lot of press that week and just yeah on on social media and everything, just so much like hyping up the race. I felt like it would be pretty devastating if I wasn't able to actually compete in the race. You know, just telling everybody that I was going to be in this race for months. So yeah, it was it was a big relief to qualify. Yeah, you always want to avoid pretty devastating. Anything that's described as pretty devastating, you want to go ahead 
and avoid it. When it comes to the confidence, certainly the performance on the simulators where you could take one-to-one your performance against other drivers or stars of, of racing and of NASCAR and, and put your performance up one-to-one against them on the results side. But also, you know, some of that great stuff that you've been doing on the open wheel side and, and young and growing up. And so you have a lot of confidence. You know that you, you belong there talent-wise. But again, right, Andre, you know anything can happen in racing and all that talent in the world, you know, if circumstances don't go your way, you know, it could be pretty devastating. So you didn't want that. That did not happen. Let's talk about the journey because as so many people, I know thousands of people for Chicago experienced racing for the very first time, getting to see it up close and personal. And that's always a pivotal moment. I think everybody can look back to the first time that they got hooked on the racing bug. For me, it was Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I got there, just the magnitude of the facility and the sights, the sounds, the smells. And a guy, as a kid who had grown up, you know, around football and baseball and hockey and all your normal sports. And I was like, geez, I didn't know it could be like this. And I was changed, you know, for life, obviously in a career path, doing a lot of this and then more. So for you, Andre Castro, a kid in New York, you know, growing up, a diverse background and all that stuff. Talk about your journey in racing. How'd you get hooked? Yeah, I mean, there's um, surely you could talk for like two or three hours about this. But yeah, my first memories, uh, my first racing memory at all is just the, the track with the tunnel, which was Monaco. I didn't know the name at that point. Maybe I was like three years old or something. Um, but my, my parents are Colombian, so uh, we followed Juan Pablo and they followed him since he came to uh, IndyCar, or then known as CART, in 1999, won the championship for Ganassi. Uh, and then that was the year I was born, so obviously I don't remember that. But when he went to Formula One, that's when I started growing up a bit. And um, yeah, I, I got into watching Formula One in the morning, watching Juan Pablo, and uh, I had my own little jacket. I'd ride the tricycle with, with a Juan Pablo <laughs> jacket. But when I was six, I actually got really into NASCAR. Like, for whatever reason, I just gravitated i remember watching the 2005 daytona 500 that was my first race that i watched in nascar and since then i was i was hooked i bought all the video games i started playing on my xbox and uh yeah i just ended up ended up getting really really addicted to it um and back then they used to have the champions week in new york city uh so you know my dad would kind of let me uh skip school for a little bit and and go down to rockefeller center see all the drivers you know dale jr kevin harvick kyle bush uh, jeff gordon all these guys that were in the chase whoever was in the chase, you know, would come to, to the celebration. So that was, that was amazing. Um, those guys are larger than life at that point for me, but, uh, yeah, then just growing up through carts, you know, it was mainly casual just in the area, uh, in the New York city area, like or upstate New Jersey. Um, and then getting into cars when I was 16, that's when I kind of realized that I, I, I could do something with it. You know, I, I want to skip barber scholarship to, to race and skip barber in 2016, I uh, got nominated for Team USA that year. Um, actually lost out to Kyle Kirkwood and Oliver Askew, but I ended up <laughs> winning it five years later in 2021. Nice. So, um, yeah, it's, just, it's been a long journey. You know, European NASCAR in 2019 was a, a hugely different thing, but managed to lead a lot of laps and get a lot of podiums. Uh, was, you know, one corner away from a victory, but got tangled up in a wreck. But, yeah, it's, just, um, it's, it's been a unique journey, and it's just been kind of opening doors wherever they can, they can be opened uh, I never really had the, the funds uh, or the, the backing to, to be choosy about what I wanted to do. So it's just always been wherever the opportunities are, I, I go I go take them. And, then, you know, I'm a big IndyCar, IMSA, you know, V8 Supercars fan. So, yeah, just a big motorsports fan in general and always uh, been been happy to drive anything with, with four wheels. But I've been watching uh, Xfinity Series since it was the Bush Series, you know, <laughs> since 2005. So, so to, you know, be watching that since I was six years old and finally be in the big show was, 
was just oh, unbelievable. It's got to be. It's got to be amazing. We'll talk a little bit about that in a second. But one of the things that I think is so cool, because even even you, you know, there's a big step dollars wise, time commitment wise, parent wise from buying you a Juan Pablo Montoya jacket and a tricycle and then getting you into some of these cars where you'd have to get out there to prove not only that you could do it, but that it was worth kind of continuing on. And so kudos to your parents, right? For a guy that had a bunch of talent, but you never know. It takes years to to realize it because the equipment is, is so different as you graduate through and it, it all is very time consuming and takes a lot of time nowadays. And this is one of, I think, the magical things that someone like you can fully appreciate is the simulator side of things where not only are you able to sort of jumpstart the familiarity with either different tracks or series or equipment, but also for a lot of those people that didn't even have what you had as far as the access to it, that maybe being introduced to NASCAR through maybe seeing you and seeing what can be done, but they may have access to a simulator. Talk a little bit about that as a guy who grew up with the real cars doing the real thing, but not so long ago. Now that path for, let's say the next Andre Castro could be more direct. Yeah. For me, uh, I started, you know, doing, simulator stuff on, on NASCAR racing 2003 season, which was a, a great game, still a great game, uh, kind of the precursor to iRacing. But I started that when I was 11 or 12 with a, you know, a Logitech wheel on my desk and ended up using the same wheel until 2021 actually. So nice. for a long time, yeah, about, about 10 years. So, um, but, but that was, that was how, how I got introduced to, you know, oval racing on the sim. I mean, I had been playing NASCAR Xbox games for like five or six years. So I already, I got up to speed with the controller, but changing to the wheel was definitely a, a game changer. But the, the, the great thing about the sim is that you can jump into different types of cars. And I think that's helped me a lot in real life, being able to jump from car to car, just, you know, saying, Hey, this is, this is a thing with four wheels that it, it might break different. It might turn different. Uh, it might accelerate different, but it's at the end of the day, you just got to adapt to what you got to do, you know, manipulate the pedals and the steering to like make the car do what you want it to do. So through that, you know, it's been a huge tool for me. And also just the competition aspect of it. Like since the barrier to entry is so low on iRacing, there are just a lot of really good guys that spend a lot of time on the service um, that are really fast that maybe might ha- not have the resources to go real racing. So, you know, racing against those guys always keeps me sharp because I am I win a lot, but I, I lose way more than I win on, on iRacing. You know, it's, it's not easy. So, you know, especially when you're at the higher levels competing with guys that are in the world championship, you know, it's uh, you learn a lot from those guys and you don't even... You can you can beat some of them, but uh, it's a couple of guys out there like uh, you know Casey Kerwin. I've raced against him a lot, and it's like you know you have to have a perfect race to beat him ever. You know it's it's so hard to beat those guys that are at the top of their game. So yeah, mainly the competition aspect of it, and um, and just the the racing, the racecraft, the focus, all, all everything that goes into it is is really um, you know g- good to translate over into real life. I, I think personally, if you have experience in both sim and the real world, you can yeah. you can use both to. Uh, so yeah, to, to feed off each other. I think if you only race in real life and you go to the sim, or if you only race in the sim and you go to real life, it, it can be quite challenging just because it's a whole different animal. But luckily, I, with the carts and stuff I raced growing up, I got used to the, the physics of a real car, real vehicle, and racing in real life. So I was able to kind of use both to help me and, and vice versa, you know. But in the future, you know, we're already seeing guys that, that started in the sim, William Byron, Rajat Cruz. Uh, guys like that, you know, that it's, it's a great tool to start and then uh, they can use it to springboard into real life. So hopefully, you know, it only becomes bigger. Hopefully esports becomes bigger and uh, we can see more guys use it as a pathway to get into, into real life racing. And uh, especially guys that might not have the funding, you know, um, yep. 
obviously, yeah, maybe there are more opportunities for guys to get funded from sim racing to go to real life and see what they can do. You know what you think about this is the cream is always going to rise to the top. It's trying to find that cream, and there are so many great drivers, great personalities, great things for racing in every aspect of it, ambassadors for the sport that have never been discovered yet. And if you can just get them in the same room with a simulator, you might light that fire and start that as well. As a guy who has, has been in on it since early on, right, where he's those 2000, those NASCAR games were great maybe to give you just a little familiarity with the tracks but not that full experience talk a little bit about it and let the listeners know we're talking with the one and only Andre Castro is the driver of the number 34 University of Chicago Chevrolet for Jesse Awuji Motorsports where now the simulator side has gotten all of that respect every single one of those drivers needed simulators to even try to get in to compete or even just into the mindset of the Chicago street race, you bring up a William Byron and he is a guy that, you know, it was just a handful of years ago. People are like, Oh my gosh, how similar, how good could he be? Not only compete, right? He's at the top of the game when it comes to the NASCAR cup series. You mentioned Juan Pablo Montoya. I've, I've interviewed all of these people, but Juan had talked to me maybe three or four years ago about a game show he was doing, sort of like a celebrity elimination game where people who had never raced were doing the simulators and then competing in formula three so it's right there so andre talk about that just the fact that that hybrid but simulators e-racing like the kind of thing that's happening with jesse awuji motorsports and the e-racing association it's super respected now i mean you can't deny what it means yeah and you know for the e-racing association uh they have you know great events uh every pretty much every season um so maybe three or four times a year they have these high level events that pay a lot of money to win. And, and this one, this one kid who, you know, he's a professional oval racer on the, on the racing side. Uh, he won one of their events. Uh, it was like four or five grand, the prize of uh, Vicente Salas. He, he was there with us this weekend, uh, at Jesse Wiggy Motorsports, you know, in the hospitality and everything. So it was great to meet him. Uh, he's been doing some, some oval racing in real life. Actually recently, I knew he was a shifter cart racer before, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really, it's really crazy. Also actually, I just got reminded, uh, I was racing with Parker Retzlaff out there for multiple laps, you know, uh, kind of followed him for the beginning, the first, before the first caution, after the first caution got around him until, until we unfortunately lost the, the brakes. But I did a pandemic, uh, NASCAR racing series with, with Parker, um, that was broadcast. It was like a NASCAR route series. So since I was in the Euro series, I got to compete and, uh, he was so fast. Like I had to try so hard to beat him. I, I don't think I ever did beat him, but I got in front of him a couple of times, but he was just insanely fast. So to see Parker, you know, I knew he was really good in the sim. And then in the past couple of years, just like tracking him in, in real NASCAR, feel like he's gotten his name out there as a pretty good driver, reliable driver, fast guy. So yeah, yeah I was a race against him in that series. And now he's succeeding over there in the trucks. So, you know, these guys, they're, they're super, they have a lot of talent. Uh, they're super good. So for me, it, it's cool to see them get that validation in real life. And, and hopefully I'll be, I can be one of those guys soon. Uh, it just, it takes time, you know, it takes experience as well. Even if you're a good sim racer, you got to have that experience. You know, Ty's been around it for a few years now. Parker's been doing it for a couple of years in these stock cars. So for me, having my first race in a stock car in, in America, you know, hopefully I can get a few more chances to really develop and, and you know, reach my potential. 
Andre, it's it's like that 10 year overnight success, right? It's like now everybody wants to know exactly what's going on. So how hard is it? One of the last things here is, and you've been around and you've bumped elbows with and gotten validation in a different, a few different ways from people that are prominent in the sport. And you know that you belong, but to be there for real in person, national television, not only with, you know, Emmett Smith and, and Jesse looking on, but all of your contemporaries, a lot of friends, you know, the Chicago community to, to have it happen. What was that like? So when, you know, as you're on the starting grid, ready to get going in the race, you know, this is happening, but this is the culmination of a lot of things. Once you play those video games, right. To imagine yourself in that seat, in that race, what was that like? Is it the kind of thing as a race car driver, you're just so good at blocking things out and focusing on what's in front of you, or did you give yourself a minute to sort of kind of take it in? Uh, yeah. I mean, there were a couple moments like that. I think during the actual day of the race, everything happened on one day. So I, it flew by and I really was pretty laser focused on, on the day of the race itself. And that's just kind of how it has to be. Right. I mean, and, and it's funny cause you know, Emmett asked me before the race, like, are you nervous? And I was like, no. And then he was like, come on, man. Like he was kind of talking <laughs> to me like, Hey man, I'm come like, on. he's in the hall of fame. Obviously he's like, it's okay to be nervous. Like I've, I, I've been nervous. I've been there. And I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I am a bit nervous, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like crippling. It wasn't like maybe as bad as I thought it would be just because I was so like focused on, on the task at hand. You know, at the end of the day, and, and a lot of people talk to me before in the weeks leading up to this, and they're like, hey, man, it's just another race. Like, you know, when you get out there on the track, it's really just nothing else matters. You know, it, it, you, you're a racer, so you just race, right? So that's that's kind of the mentality I took for it, and I'm, I'm glad that I was able to shut all that out a little bit. But, um, you know, I think now and this next week or so, it's definitely going to sink in. I, there were a couple times where I was, you know, doing the track walk. Like I met Dale Hart Jr. And then I was just like looking at the skyline and realizing how much time I'd spent, you know, in the city and how like insane or ridiculous that this would have seemed if, yes. if I had, if someone had said this would happen like six years ago, like you would have laughed in their face. Obviously this would have been like super unrealistic, but um, yeah, no, it just kind of took a moment to look at the skyline, you know, <laughs> realized I was meeting Dale Jr. Like I met Rick Allen. Yeah. All those moments are pretty insane. And I think um, just, me as a kid, I'd be super thankful, but I got to take some time to really think about it and, and uh, let it sink in. Yeah, let it sink in a little bit. It is every bit real. You mentioned the task at hand, and so now the task at hand changes to the future. And last thing, and of course, you know, Jesse Awuji Motorsports, we're hoping to see you behind the wheel again in a race coming up this season, or we'll figure out what it is that you want to do. So, I mean, I know you don't have it all figured out, and you're going to let it sink in and definitely enjoy what happened, but um, what's next? Yeah, so uh, we're going to do at least one more race. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited I got another chance in the car. But, you know, of course I want uh, more more chances. Um, you know, two races is not, not enough for me or for anyone. So, yeah, my ultimate goal is to kind of keep growing as a driver and keep keep racing. Um, so, you know, we'll take it one step at a time. I can't wait for that next race. But at the same time, you know, working on partners for, for next year, you know, and, and having them be so, um, you know, having the partners that I had be so supportive is, uh, has been has been amazing. You know, University of Chicago, U Chicago Medicine, E Racing Association, everybody that helped us helped make this first race happen. You know, they opened the gates, like the floodgates, hopefully, and we'll actually get more chances to run together. But yeah, all of them, you know, the, the support has been insane. Like, and we got them a lot of TV time as well. So that that in itself was was amazing. And uh, hopefully, other partners can see the value that we brought, uh, the partners that we had on board for this race. Uh, obviously, it was a super unique event, but. We race in a lot of different markets as well, so we're hoping to just attract uh, attract some 
some different people and, and get people on board with what we're doing. Cause I think, uh, yeah, it's kind of insane just the way people have gravitated towards our project, obviously, you know, supporting diversity, but also, um, also being fast out there and just, you know, showing these guys that we can show up, you know, with the team not having raced all year with me never having raced and we were running in the top 20. So it's, it's only the start, it's only the beginning. And, um, yeah, thanks to, thanks to all our partners for making that possible. But, um, you know, going forward, we're we're gonna we're gonna grow. We're gonna meet new people. We're gonna work with new brands, and it's just it's it's gonna be good. I hope. But long story short, I I want to be here to stay. I want to I want to reach my full potential, which I think is uh is to be a professional race car driver. So I'm just gonna keep working at it. You know, got a lot of people on my side, but with Matt Casto and uh, Emmett Smith, Jesse Wuji, they're all believing in me too. So we're just gonna grind, and and uh, hopefully we'll be on the track. Uh, more than just one more time. It's the beginning of the continuation of a great story. It's a great story that has a ton left to be written. You know that, and uh, and we're excited too. And so you know you have so much support here in Chicago, so many friends, of course, with all of the education side. And uh, and Andre, as you are Chicago's very own, right? You're still the nation's, right? As I'm sure there's tons of fans all over the country that watched you and know this story now because of all the things that you've done and that we're doing. So it's going to be great as we let you go. People want to you know catch up on social media if they want to follow your adventures in uh, all of those ways. Where can they go? Yeah, so my uh, my Instagram handle is Andre Castro Racing. I would say that's probably that's where people engage the most. Uh, my I have, my website is AndreCastroRacing dot com. My Facebook's Andre Castro Racing. My Twitter is actually A Castro Racing. I, I think Andre Castro Racing was too long, but those are my <laughs> my main channels of communication. So yeah, if anybody wants to go follow, then. Uh, I'll be posting more content. There's so many good photos and so many good storylines coming nice. from the race that I'll just keep keep updating that and and yeah, I'll keep I keep everyone posted about you know how I'm doing and all my events and stuff. So yeah, it'd be awesome if, if people want to follow and hopefully we'll, they'll they'll see some uh, some upcoming events that we're going to be doing and uh, be along for the ride. Andre Castro, a great Chicago story, a great American story, a great racing story right here. Be safe, Andre, so you can realize your potential behind the wheel and uh, excited for all the success. Thanks for jumping on the show today. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Talk soon. Thanks for having me on.